Time magazine called him the unsung hero behind the internet. CNN called him a father of the internet. President Bill Clinton called him one of the great minds of the information age. He has been voted history's greatest scientist of African descent. He is Philip Emigwali. He's coming to Trinidad and Tobago to launch the 2008 Kwame Ture Lecture Series on Sunday, June 8th at the JFK Auditorium, Newey St. Augustine, 5 p.m. The Emancipation Support Committee invites you to come and hear this inspirational mind address the theme, Crossing New Frontiers to Conquer Today's Challenges. This lecture is one you cannot afford to miss. Admission is free, so be there on Sunday, June 8th, 5 p.m. at the JFK Auditorium, Newey St. Augustine. very much. On the 4th of July, 1989, the U.S. Independence Day, I experimentally discovered a new supercomputer that could solve 65,536 problems at once, or that could process information in parallel. Before that invention of the 4th of July, 1989, parallel processing was dismissed as science fiction by the authors of textbooks on supercomputing. Before that invention, solving many problems at once was ridiculed as a beautiful theory that lacked an experimental confirmation. On the 4th of July, 1989, the technology of the parallel processing supercomputer became a tested reality. Before the 4th of July, 1989, the massively parallel processing supercomputer was like an elephant with a super body and the brain of an ant. The massively parallel processing supercomputer was a transformative technology that moved detailed data modeling from dream to reality. The massively parallel processing supercomputer is the technology that enabled precision petroleum reservoir simulation of the Niger Delta oil fields of the southeastern region of my country of birth, Nigeria. The invention of the massively parallel processing supercomputer opened the door for air-cooled supercomputers with no requirement for liquid cooling. And Philip Emaragwale, I made major headlines in major U.S. newspapers for discovering the massively parallel processing supercomputer, such as the June 20, 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal. I am a supercomputer scientist 
who began programming supercomputers exactly 16 years earlier on June 20, 1974 in Corvallis, Oregon, United States. The supercomputer is the world's fastest computer. The supercomputer is a living machine that grows with each increase in speed. At 8.15 on the morning of the 4th of July, 1989, in Los Alamos, New Mexico, United States, I experimentally discovered the fastest supercomputer. I invented a new supercomputer that computes across a new internet that is a new global network of 65,536 tightly coupled processors. I mathematically and experimentally invented how to tackle 65,536 challenging initial boundary value problems arising in mathematics and physics. I invented how to solve those grand challenge problems and how to solve them in a one-to-one -one corresponded manner. I invented how to use emails to and from 16-bit long addresses, each with no at sign or dot com suffix, and how to use those emails to stitch those 65,536 problems together. I invented how to stitch problems together as the original grand challenge problem. To reach that new frontier of human knowledge demanded new techniques and technologies such as a new arithmetic, a new algebra, a new calculus, a new computer, and most importantly, a new internet. The massively parallel processing supercomputer was not invented by the team of 25,000 vector processing supercomputer scientists of the 1980s. I conducted the parallel processing experiment that led to the discovery on the 4th of July 1989 of the massively parallel processing supercomputer. I, Philip M. Aguale, was the only person that invented how to harness the total supercomputer power of 65,536 separate processors. After my invention, the fastest 1,000 supercomputers in the world are supercomputing across thousands or millions of commodity of the shelf processors. That shift from one processor to one million processors is the biggest paradigm shift in the history of the computer. Since 1989, school children were asked to write a school report on the contributions 
of Philip Emma Aguale to the development of the modern supercomputer. Back in 1989, it made the news headlines that a lone wolf African supercomputer wizard in the United States had invented how to solve the toughest problems arising in modern calculus and computational physics and mathematically invented how to solve 65,536 initial boundary value problems of modern mathematics and invented how to solve them at once. That invention occurred on the 4th of July, 1989, and is called the Massively Parallel Processing Supercomputer. I, Philip Emma Aguale, was that African supercomputer scientist that was in the news back in 1989. I was in the news because I experimentally discovered that the fastest computing speeds in modern supercomputing must always be recorded with parallel processing technology rather than with vector processing technology. For the 15 years onward of June 20, 1974, I conducted my supercomputer research alone. I did so alone because I was ridiculed, mocked, and rejected by all white research teams that were exclusively programming only sequential and vector processing supercomputers. As a black African born supercomputer scientist in the United States, I felt like I was in exile wherever I am. I'm in exile in the United States. I was in exile in Africa. I was in exile in the then uncharted territory of the massively parallel processing supercomputer. A multidisciplinary supercomputer research team could comprise of 1,000 scientists and, ing and engineers. Each member, each member of that supercomputer research team was at the frontier of knowledge of physics or at the frontier of knowledge of mathematics or at the frontier of knowledge of computer science. To discover parallel processing required both theory and experiments and required a polymath rather than a mathematician. To invent the massively parallel processing supercomputer required a polymath that was simultaneously at home at the frontiers of physics, mathematics, and computer science. It took me 16 years of advanced training onward of March 25, 1974 in Oregon, United States, as well as weekly attendances at 500 research seminars of the 1980s 
in the District of Columbia and Maryland, United States, to become that tribal threat and that polymath that is at home at the frontiers of knowledge in physics, mathematics, and computer science. Most importantly, I was the only research scientist that gave massively parallel processing research lectures to audiences of research computational physicists at the United States National Laboratories. I gave research lectures to research mathematicians at the International Congress of Mathematicians. I gave research lectures to research computer scientists of the two premier computer societies in the world, namely the Computer Society of the IEEE and the Association for Computing Machinery. In the late 1970s and early 80s, I was rejected because white research scientists dismissed me before they had me give my research lectures on how I invented the massively parallel processing supercomputer. The audio and video record recordings of my lectures on the new supercomputer that I invented are posted at emmaagwale.com. To work cohesively as a supercomputer research team demands that each team member follow the team leader. The supercomputer research teams of the 1970s and 80s were coerced to groupthink and were technologically brainwashed to groupthink only in the direction of conventional vector processing supercomputing. The leading proponents of vector processing supercomputers were the leading opponents of parallel processing supercomputers. In 1989, there were 25,000 users of vector processing supercomputers. I was the only full-time programmer of the handful of massively parallel processing supercomputers of the 1980s. Gene Amdahl and Seymour Cray, the two leading opponents of the parallel processing supercomputer, argued that it will forever remain impossible to parallel process through as many as eight processors or computer cores. In the 1940s through 60s, the group thinkers in the field of supercomputing focused only on the sequential processing supercomputer technology. In the 1970s and 80s, the group thinkers in supercomputing focused only on the vector processing supercomputer technology. In those two decades, 
I was forced to work as a lone wolf supercomputer scientist that was not a member of a 400-person research team. For that reason, I wasn't indoctrinated into group thinking that vector processing must always be superior to parallel processing. Like other black African scientists of the 1970s United States, I wasn't accepted into any supercomputer research group. That rejection forced me to forge a different path to the modern parallel processing supercomputer. That rejection forced me to think individually on how to harness the power of the massively parallel processing supercomputer and how to invent the technology and know it for the first time as the engine that drives the modern parallel processing supercomputer. The reason my invention of the massively parallel processing supercomputer made the news headlines and was recorded in the June 20, 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal was that the parallel processing supercomputer technology of today was then dismissed and abandoned by the leaders of thought in supercomputing, namely Gene Amdahl and Seymour Cray, and was then rejected by their followers who described parallel processing as a huge waste of everybody's time. What kept me moving forward towards the fast, first fastest computation that I executed on the 4th of July, 1989, and executed across my ensemble of 65,536 tightly coupled processors was a back-of-the-envelope theoretical calculation that I did in the 1970s. From that back-of-the-envelope calculation, I theoretically discovered that in theory, 2 to power 16 processors that could only calculate 47,303 floating-point arithmetical operations per second per processor can be integrated across a small internet that is a new global network of 65,536 tightly coupled commodity of the shelf processors, with each processor operating its own operating system, and with each processor having its own dedicated memory that shared nothing with each other. That is, I discovered a priori that my new internet 
will become my new supercomputer that will be faster than the old vector processing supercomputer that was the industry's state-of-the-art technology and that computes less than 3.1 billion calculations per second. In the 1980s, I was the lone full-time programmer of the only massively parallel processing supercomputer that was an ensemble of 65,536 processors. I was a lone wolf, research supercomputer scientist that was not a member of a 400-person supercomputer research team. Such research teams were funded by the United States government. Such research teams were funded to bring the best brains from United States national laboratories and use that intellectual capital to bear on a grand challenge problem or the toughest problem in computational physics. Such problems we are described as grand challenges because they were perceived to be otherwise unsolvable. What made the news headlines was that I, Philip Emagwale, had invented how to harness those computing units, namely a new internet that is a new global network of 65,536 processors. I figured out how to harness those ensemble of processors to process simultaneously and to process together and to do so as one cohesive whole unit or to process in parallel or to process as one integrated superprocessor that is a never-before-seen supercomputer that is the precursor to the modern supercomputer that I expect to become the computer of tomorrow. That is, in the 1970s and 80s, my technological quest was for how to massively parallel process across a new internet and how to massively parallel process and do so at a time theorists were theorizing their way through parallel processing. A theory is an idea. A theory is not a discovery. A theory is an idea that is not positively true. In the 1970s and 80s, parallel processing was ridiculed, mocked, and rejected. Parallel processing was scorned as a beautiful theory that lacked experimental confirmation. It's not possible to experimentally discover the fastest speeds in supercomputing and discover that fastest speed. 
by merely and only theorizing about how to achieve the fastest speeds via the massively parallel processing supercomputer hopeful. In my experimental confirmation of the new fastest speed in supercomputing that occurred on the 4th of July 1989 and occurred in Los Alamos, New Mexico, United States, I confirmed that the massively parallel processing supercomputer can be programmed to increase productivity and to reduce the time to solution of the toughest problems in extreme scale computational physics and to reduce that time to solution from 65,536 days or 180 years on only one processor to just one day across a new internet that is a new global network of 65,536 commodity of the shelf processors that were identical and that were equal distances apart. After my invention of the massively parallel processing supercomputer, the technological progress that followed in the subsequent three decades was a series of cleanups and refinements and rediscoveries. Three decades later, my invention of the massively parallel processing supercomputer enabled China to copy that massively parallel processing supercomputer and to use the technology to massively reduce their time to solution and reduce it from 30,000 years or 10,649,600 days of time to solution on only one processor to just one day across 10,649,000 600 commodity of the shelf processors. <clears throat> that was how China, that did not invent the massively parallel processing supercomputer, massively parallel processed its way to the world's fastest supercomputers. To enter into the unknown world of the massively parallel processing supercomputer required that I begin sequential processing supercomputing and begin it on June 20, 1974 in Covalis, Oregon, United States. I began supercomputing when I was only 19 years old. I began supercomputing at 1800 Southwest Campus Way, Covalis, Oregon, United States. When I began supercomputing, I was new in the United States, having arrived on March 24, 1974, after receiving a scholarship letter that was dated 
September 10, 1973. Then and now, and excluding athletes, only a dozen or so Nigerian teenagers were invited each year to study in the United States and offered a four-year academic scholarship to do so. As an aside, many of the famous computer pioneers of today were also teenagers in 1973 and were born at about the same time of August 23, 1954, that I was born. I was born in Akure, in the heart of Yoruba land, in the western region of the British West African colony of Nigeria. I was born in Yoruba land to Igbo parents who grew up in Onicha, Igbo land of southeastern Nigeria and lived in Kanu, Hausa land, in the late 1940s. My father was educated for the six years, inclusive from 1942 to 47, at Christ King College, Onicha, in the southeastern region of Nigeria. My father left Kanu at age 29, to come to Akure in 1950 to work as a nurse in the small hospital in Akure. In the early 1950s, my father's salary of five pounds a month supported a dozen family members, both in Akure and Onicha, Nigeria. I was born in a boys' quarter that was at the junction of Eke, Emerson Street and Oba Adesida Road, Akure, Nigeria. I was born on Monday under the sign of Vigo. The U.S. president on the day I was born was Dwight D. Eisenhower, a Republican. Since Nigeria was then a British colony, Queen Elizabeth II was the head of state of Nigeria. The governor general of Nigeria on the day that I was born, Sir John Macpherson, represented Queen Elizabeth. When I was born, there were five adults sharing a tiny room and a tiny parlor, namely my father, Nemeka, James Emma Agwale, my mother, Agatha Inyama Agatha Emma Agwale, my aunt, Nkemdelim Grace Azuoku, my cousin, Vincent Emma Agwale, and my cousin, Charles Emma Agwale. Aunt Nkemdelim came from Onicha three days after I was born and on August 26, 1954. Aunt Nkemdelim came for three months in Omogo. Steve Jobs was 19 years old when I lived, when I came to Oregon and lived an hour's drive 
from Corvallis, Oregon, and lived in Portland, Oregon. Bill Gates was 19 years old then and lived three hours' drive from Corvallis, Oregon, and lived in the border state of Washington, United States. The difference between the other research physicists, research mathematicians, and research computer scientists, and myself, Philip Emma Aguale, that was a massively parallel processing supercomputer scientist, was that those researchers were plowing the frontier of computational physics or the frontier of modern calculus or the frontier of abstract algebra or the frontier of the vector processing supercomputer. Most research supercomputer scientists of the 1970s and 80s we are plowing frontiers of knowledge that had already been plowed as a massively parallel processing supercomputer scientist of the 1970s and 80s i did not believe in replowing the frontier of of the sequential of knowledge of the sequential processing supercomputer or in replowing the frontier of knowledge of the vector processing supercomputer that had already been plowed, replowing the frontiers of scientific knowledge that had already been plowed makes as little difference as searching for new crude oil and natural gas in the Oloibiri oil field of Bayelsa state of Nigeria. The Oloibiri oil field was the first oil field discovered in West Africa. The Oloibiri oil field dried up after 20 years of oil exploration and was abandoned back in 1978. Comparing the new massively parallel processing supercomputer technology to the old vector processing supercomputer technology was like comparing constructing a brand new highway from Cairo, Egypt, North Africa through Lagos, Nigeria, West Africa that is 95 miles, 95 hours of non-stop driving of 6,500 kilometers and constructing that brand new highway to Johannesburg, South Africa that is 98 hours of non-stop driving of nearly 7,000 kilometers from Lagos, Nigeria, and comparing that super highway construction project to the superficial repaving of the existing half an hour drive for the five kilometer highway between my ancestral hometown of Onicha, Nigeria, and Oka, Nigeria. That is the reason the massively parallel processing supercomputer cost the budget of a small nation. Since the first sequential processing supercomputer was invented in 1946, the price performance of the supercomputer dropped continuously and exponentially. If that pace 
of technological progress upholds, the supercomputer of today will become the computer of tomorrow. On the 4th of July, 1989, I, Philip Emagwale, entered into the history book. I was profiled in books such as the one that was titled History of the Internet. I am the subject of school reports because I experimentally discovered a new way of looking at the modern computer. The June 20, 19, the June 20 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal recorded that I experimentally discovered a new paradigm called Massively Parallel Processing Supercomputer. That new paradigm in supercomputing changed how we compute and changed how we solve the toughest problems in modern calculus and extreme-scale computational physics. That new paradigm changed how we solve the system of partial differential equations that governs initial boundary value problems of modern mathematics, such as general circulation modeling to foresee otherwise unforeseeable climate changes. That new paradigm changed how we solve the toughest problems in extreme-scale computational physics and changed how we solve those problems in parallel and changed how we solve those problems at the fastest supercomputer speeds. I was asked, what makes a discovery or an invention newsworthy? I answered that, first and foremost, the new knowledge that is embodied within the scientific discovery or within the technological invention must compete with new celebrity gossips and new hot-button political and religious issues. For those reasons, a newsworthy contribution to human knowledge must be bold and strange or be a new paradigm such as the invention of the massively parallel processing supercomputer that solves the toughest problems in extreme-scale computational physics and solves them in an unorthodox manner that challenges expectations. Discovering a new paradigm in supercomputing prompts the leaders of thought in the world of computers to ask for the discoverer's telephone number. That's how and why Steve Jobs got my telephone number and contacted me in about June 1990. Back in the 1970s and 80s, parallel processing 
was ridiculed, mocked, and rejected as a beautiful theory that lacked experimental confirmation. Today, we take it for granted that the massively parallel processing supercomputer announces the total computing power of up to 10,649,600 commodity of the shelf processors that are identical. But to Steve Jobs, my invention of the parallel processing supercomputer was like science fiction becoming non-fiction. A research mathematician that is trained only in mathematics or a research physicist that is trained only in physics or a research computer scientist that is trained only in computer science cannot 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 theoretically and experimentally discover the massively parallel processing supercomputer that is the precursor of our modern supercomputer. Only a polymath that is simultaneously at home at the frontier of the system of coupled, nonlinear, time-dependent, and state-of-the-art partial differential equations of modern calculus. And a polymath that is at home at the frontiers of extreme-scale algebra and computational physics. And a polymath that is at home at the frontier of the massively parallel processing supercomputer. And only that polymath can invent how to harness 64 binary thousand tightly coupled commodity of the shelf processors that shared nothing with each other and invent how to solve a grand challenge problem in extreme scale computational fluid dynamics. The Science News is the flagship by monthly news journal of record of the Society of Industrial and Applied Mathematics. The articles in the Siam News are about new mathematics that are yet to enter into any mathematics textbook. The articles in the Siam News are written by research mathematicians and are written for research mathematicians. The reason my new mathematics for computational mathematicians, computing across an ensemble of processors was the cover story of the May 1990 issue of the widely read Siam News, was that I was a research extreme scale computational mathematician who pushed the frontiers of modern calculus and extreme scale algebra and computation-intensive arithmetic. I pushed the frontier 
of modern calculus by a distance of 36 partial derivative terms that were not in any calculus textbook that was used by the petroleum industry. I invented how to solve the most large-scale system of equations of algebra that must be solved to recover otherwise unrecoverable crude oil and natural gas. I invented how to execute the fastest floating point arithmetical operations for extreme scale computations in science and engineering. The reason computational mathematicians call them floating point operations is that the position of the decimal point is constantly tracked. The reason I won the highest award in supercomputing was that I was a supercomputer scientist who pushed the frontiers of the most massively parallel processing supercomputer. And the reason Research computational physicists invited me to give lectures at NASA, Los Alamos National Laboratory, and various U.S. research laboratories, was that I pushed the frontiers of extreme-scale computational physics. The reason I programmed supercomputers alone was that I discovered that, as a polymath, that is a multidisciplinary scientist, I could do research alone. After 16 years of sequential processing, supercomputing, and vector processing, supercomputing, and parallel processing, supercomputing, I realized that I had more hands-on programming experience on the first Massively parallel processing supercomputer that parallel processed across a new internet that I envisioned as a new global network of 65,536 processors and that I knew how to solve extreme scale systems of equations of modern algebra and that I was the first person to understand how to solve them at unheard of speeds. Looking back, I devoted 200,000 hours of my life thinking about the massively parallel processing supercomputer that is a new internet, which in turn is more than anybody else did. My command of materials and my possession of the interdisciplinary fluency that made it possible for me to conduct my research alone and for me to deliver my lectures on, on my contributions to the development of the massively parallel processing supercomputer show in my lectures that are posted at emagwale.com. My Eureka moment, during which I invented the precursor to the modern supercomputer, 
occurred in Los Alamos, New Mexico, United States, and occurred at 18.15 in the morning of Tuesday, the 4th of July, 1989, the U.S. Independence Day. At age 19, and on June 20, 1974, in Corvallis, Oregon, United States, where I started programming the first supercomputer that was rated at 1 million instructions per second. There were hardly any supercomputer scientists in the world that was interested in programming the parallel processing supercomputer. In 1974 and earlier, the technology of parallel processing was science fiction and was scorned as a beautiful theory that lacked an experimental confirmation. Sixteen years later, I was the only full-time supercomputer programmer in the world that was programming the most parallel processing supercomputer ever built. Today, all supercomputer scientists are massively parallel processing across millions upon millions of tightly coupled commodity off-the-shelf processors that shared nothing with each other. The reason my experimental discovery of the massively parallel processing supercomputer that occurred on the 4th of July 1989 made the news headlines was that the supercomputing community said that I made the impossible to compute possible to compute and did so by giving me the top prize in the field of supercomputing. When I won that top award in 1989, the, the 25,000 supercomputer scientists in the world had little faith in the parallel processing supercomputer that is the precursor to the modern supercomputer. Those 25,000 supercomputer scientists were deeply entrenched behind their vector processing supercomputers and for that reason they avoided programming the ensemble of 65,536 tightly coupled processors that outlined and defined the precursor to the modern supercomputer. My invention of the parallel processing supercomputer opened the door to the manufacturing of hybrid supercomputers that comprised of hundreds of cabinets and tens of thousands of computer nodes and as many GPU accelerators. The GPU is the acronym for Graphics Processing Unit just as the CPU is the acronym for Central Processing Unit. The GPU is the soul of the computer while the CPU is the brain of the computer. Today, the parallel processing technology is used to reduce 30,000 years of time to solution 
on only one processor to only one day of time to solution on the fastest supercomputer. That extraordinary reduction of time to solution on the modern supercomputer translates to increased productivity. In the new parallel processing supercomputer paradigm, the time to market was reduced from decades to months and the time to, to discovery was reduced from years to days and the time to forecast was reduced from months to minutes. The most important question in computer science or in extreme scale computational physics called the grand challenge problem by the United States government is this. How do we increase the speed of computers? I answered that grand challenge question with my experimentally verified invention of how to massively parallel process and how to do so across a new internet that is a new global network of 65,536 processors. Those processors were identical. Those processors were equal distances apart from each other. Those processors shared nothing with each other. That invention of the parallel processing supercomputer is my contribution to the development of the computer. I'm Philip Emagwale at emagwale.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Insightful and brilliant lecture. Insightful and brilliant lecture.